Welcome to Blogs on Tape. Today's post is Men and Magic, written by Ramanan Savaranjan, and originally published on his blog Save vs. Total Party Kill at save.vs.totalpartykill.ca. Men and Magic. It's read an RPG in Public Week. That's how I live every day of my life. Nevertheless, I grabbed the first booklet from my fancy original D&D boxed set to read on the train yesterday. I've read Men and Magic before, but my bootlegged PDFs don't do an actual copy of the book justice. It's nice to be able to read a nicely printed copy of the booklet. As I mentioned when discussing Pits and Perils, the original D&D books are pretty charming. Here's how they describe that infamous sixth attribute, charisma. Quote, in addition to its other uses, the Charisma score is usable to decide such things as whether or not a witch capturing a player will turn him into a swine, or keep him enchanted as a lover. End quote. There are lots of gems like that scattered throughout the book. It also has a great introduction. Quote, These rules are as complete as possible within the limitations imposed by the space of three booklets. That is, they cover the major aspects of fantasy campaigns, but still remain flexible. As with any other set of miniatures rules, they are guidelines to follow in designing your own fantastic medieval campaign. They provide the framework around which you will build a game of simplicity or tremendous complexity. Your time and imagination are about the only limiting factors. And the fact that you have purchased these rules tends to indicate that there is no lack of imagination. The fascination of the game will tend to make participants find more and more time. End quote. People often complain, rightly so I suppose, that OD&D is incomplete. For someone like myself, who is revisiting the game, knowing how to play its modern incarnations, this isn't really that big an issue. I can fill in most holes in the game because I know how they were eventually filled in. What is notable is that the creators of D&D were well aware that what they had published wasn't ready to play out of the box, so to speak. There is an expectation from them that the rules would be fleshed out by gaming groups. OD&D exists to help you build your own fantasy RPG. Quote, We advise, however, that a campaign be begun slowly, following the steps outlined herein so as to avoid becoming too bogged down with unfamiliar details at first. That way, your campaign will build naturally, at the pace best suited to referee and players, smoothing the way for all concerned. New details can be added and old laws altered so as to provide continually new and different situations. In addition, the players themselves will interact in such a way as to make the campaign variable and unique, and this is quite desirable. End quote. This is also great advice on how to approach developing a long-running D&D game. There is definitely a meta-game to D&D, which is all about the things you do to prepare to play D&D. Drawing dungeons, making up NPCs, house rules, etc. Games like How to Host a Dungeon take that meta-game and make it explicit. It's easy to get sucked into doing far more than is needed when it comes to this sort of prep work. The authors tell you up front that you need to watch out. I read Monsters and Treasure today. Tomorrow I'll probably read The Underworld and Wilderness Adventures. 
If you haven't read the original D&D books, they are well worth checking out. I think they're my favorite edition of the game. That was Men and Magic, written by Ramanan Sevaranjan, and read for you by Nick L.S. Whalen. Blogs on Tape is a project that seeks to make great adventure game blogs more accessible through audio recordings. If you'd like to help the project by lending your own voice, or suggesting posts we can read, you can get in touch with me at ls at paperspencils.com, or reach out on Twitter to at Link Skywalker. And whether or not you're able to help, thank you very much for listening.